Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another edition of the Playmakers Corner podcast. I am your host for this episode, Cody Stoffer, and today we have another edition of requests following our last week covering of women and girls flag football, which there is some more exciting stuff that happened over the weekend. So if you haven't, go ahead and watch those Sun Conference games or, you know, make sure to stay tuned for later this week when we get all caught up on Sun Conference and start to look ahead to the national tournament for women's flag football. All that being said, today I do have requests and there are some familiar faces here that I am going to be covering Now, we don't typically cover out-of-state athletes. However, last year, we did cover some out-of-state athletes. And, you know, we want to get back to them. They were all juniors that past year, all class of 22 guys. And so this year, we're going to talk about them and, you know, maybe some things that they did different this year and read, you know, what I had to say about them last year. I actually broke down all three of these players. And so I'm very excited to kind of dive back into that and... With all that being said, let's get into it. And the first player that we have here is Therese Newton out of Mississippi at Picayune High School, I want to say is how you say that. And so let's just jump into it here. Newton, last year, this is what I had to say as far as strengths and areas of improvement. You know, for strengths, I said good use of hands when engaged with blockers, physical presence when approached by blockers good speed and block shedding off the edge, has a good swim move and uh, faster off the ball um, on the edge than at linebacker. Then for areas of improvement, I put, you know, and I we don't really pull punches here at Playmakers Corner. We're going to give you very honest feedback. And I said that he needs a lot of work as a tackler. I might've even said horrible tackler um, who arm tackles or dives, over pursues or under pursues the play. It takes bad angles. A very reactionary player with poor footwork and ends up behind the play very often. Uh, Needs more work in the film room. Takes false step a lot at linebacker. Lacks lateral movement or speed. Uh, Liability in pass coverage. No man coverage and doesn't make tackles until they come to his level. Slow for a linebacker and not very strong. So I said needs to move to edge to have a chance here on the next level. And boy, did he correct some of these areas pretty drastically. You know, I want to say that he got significantly faster He was able to do a little bit more in the pass game despite, you know, playing more of an edge. And just real quickly on the season, he did record 56 tackles, three sacks, and one forced fumble. And after looking through his film, you know, I was able to get an inside look. And we have this grading system now, which is pretty awesome. And yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it here. Um, Talking about Newton here. And so... Overall, you know, he did some things very well, but his highest category here was his speed rush, which I did rate at a 7.6. I think that he does a really good job of getting off the ball. And if he ever does beat tackles to the point of attack, it is because of, you know, his ability to get past them just quicker than they are able to react. And that's something that, you know, in the last year, I was like, eh, you know, um, I don't know if he has like quite the speed um, for the next level of play. But I think that he showed me enough to warrant, you know, a positive attitude looking forward to the future. In addition, I also, we have the versatility category. And because of his time at linebacker, this actually makes him a very well-rounded edge player because he is capable of dropping back into zone and playing a very disciplined zone coverage defense. 
that's kind of something that you start to see out of edge players a lot. You think of, you know, guys like uh, JDV on Clowney who had to adopt some pass coverage stuff. You know, guys like Vaughn Miller have even gotten interceptions in the past. And edge is, you know, a def definitely a hybrid position where you are pass rushing a lot of the time. But it is nice to be versatile in the fact that you can drop back into coverage. And so, you know, his versatility is at a 7.4 just because of everything that he can do, whether it's at edge or whether he's asked to play some linebacker-esque responsibilities with his previous time at linebacker. Furthermore, I also rated his size slash frame at a 7.2. I mean, 5'10", 200 pounds, pretty solid. Could be a little taller, could be a little bit bigger, but, you know, very, I'd say serviceable. Or that was at a, um, yeah, 7.2, I was correct. In addition, you know, his pass coverage, I did rate at a 6.4. I think that, you know, he's not asked to do too, too much in pass coverage, but, you know, what he is asked to do, he's very capable of doing so. And, yeah, I I think that it's perfectly fine. So, uh, you know, those are all things that he does pretty well. You're looking at mostly two-star-ish ratings here. I have his run-stopping rated at a 6.3 because, you know, he just is able to get through the line of scrimmage and is able to make tackles and, you know, just get through the line and make plays in the run game very often. And, you know, actually upon further thought, it's more like a 6.7. He's very helpful in the run game and, you know, contributes very well in that aspect. The rest of these categories fall kind of in the middle of the road here. You know, uh, once he went to edge full time and is going against tackles more often, I put his hands at a 5.8 here. I think that he can get a little bit faster and shoot them out and just get a little bit more creative with them. But, uh, you know, he still has those pass capabilities and, you know, he can get through the line using his hands. So they're just fine. Uh, technique slash stance wise, he has a little bit of a happy feet thing going on. But, uh, you know, his footwork is drastically improved, I would say. And, you know, he's not on his heels so much anymore at the edge position and looks a little bit more comfortable moving laterally a little bit better. So uh, that's a testament to his footwork as well. Uh, I have it rated at a 5.4. I still don't think it's phenomenal. His base can get a little narrow sometimes and sometimes he can cross his feet, but honestly it is leagues better than what it was last year. And so I wanted to give him huge kudos on that for developing that and just getting significantly better at that. I will say, transitioning here a little bit to areas of improvement, that the biggest glaring weaknesses I saw from Newton's film was kind of a lack of a power rush and maybe, you know, a lack of strength at the point of attack. You know, tackles could bring it to him sometimes and, you know, he just has to get stronger is what I would say. Um... You know, this is an area of improvement from last year as well. And you could do a lot of work in the weight room. Well, you have to do a lot of work in the weight room to just get naturally stronger. But at some point, it has to translate to the field. And I don't necessarily think I saw that. I will say that it is improved from last year. I didn't see him, you know, getting like pancaked or anything like that. It could have been something that did happen, but it wasn't as big of a glaring weakness. And part of that is, you know, an improved stance, improved footwork and stuff like that so that he's more kind of balanced and over himself rather than, you know, lunging or anything like that. But 
you know, his power rushing, you know, his strength, I have it rated at a four, which is like par for me. Like, I think it was serviceable on the high school level. But I do think that there's still plenty of room for improvement in the strength category. And, you know, maybe playing on that next level is kind of what is going to help out Newton here. And with this kind of strength thing in mind, this is something that can be a little hard to overlook. And so let's kind of talk about outlook here. You know, he did get an offer for uh, Memphis Gators. And I think that I want to say that's like prep. I want to add on to that. And, you know, he has a graphic from uh, from Prep Storm as well. Georgia Storm Prep Academy, I should say. So he has a couple of offers to these, you know, prep colleges or at least looks and whatnot. And honestly, I feel like and talking to him in DMs, he also said that he was looking at three, D3 and stuff like that. I think that either that or junior college isn't a bad idea. I see a lot of upside and potential. And I think that, you know, going to a school like that, taking a redshirt year so that you still have four years to play and prove yourself, you get really big. You let these, you know, these college strength and performance coaches are going to be substantially different. You're going to have a really good relationship with that. So if you are playing on the next level, make sure that you have a good relationship with the strength coach because you're going to be spending a lot of time with him and you know once you get that kind of bulk get that extra strength and whatnot i think that there are a lot of doors that open up for newton here and you know he was able to produce for a championship winning team here in mississippi despite you know maybe not being the strongest and despite still needing some work and being a little raw he still was a part of a championship team you know what i mean and still got over 50 tackles, got a couple of sacks in there, forced to fumble, and, you know, made plays. And this is Playmaker's Corner where we spotlight people who make plays. And Newton did exactly that. So wishing him the best of luck. Really glad I got to look over his film again. And, you know, uh, best of luck to him moving forward. Obvious member of PMC fam. And, uh, you know, somebody who did kind of take some of these notes to heart and improve from last season. All that being said, we're going to talk about another out-of-state guy from last year. Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am your host for this episode, Cody Stoffer, And the next player that we're talking about here is another out-of-state player who we talked about last year. And, you know, somebody who popped off this year. And that is Chase Fambro, or should I say Chase Hollywood Fambro, out of Griffin, Georgia, playing for the Spalding Jaguars squad. And, you know, this guy is very talented. He has on his Twitter listed as a four-star. On ERT preps, he's listed as a three-star. And on rivals, he's listed on a two as a two-star. So let's go ahead and decide exactly where he falls on this spectrum. He did have a handful of interest and offers. Well, it looked like, you know, he was offered by Wake Forest, Hawaii, Fordham, Elon, Coastal Carolina, Austin Pay, and Army as well. And he had a little bit of interest from Florida and Kansas as well. And once we start talking about things that he did well, everyone will understand why very quickly. Chase Fambro is one of the best prospects that I have got to break down on this show and somebody who I think even improved more so this senior year. And boy, let's go ahead and take a look at 
this outdated scouting report I have of Chase Fambro that I can't wait to talk about, you know, the things that he does well this year because it addresses so many of these areas of improvement. But as far as strengths from last year, I wrote down super fast off the ball and in parentheses, I put usually the first one to move on either line on any given play shows football IQ with knowing the snap count and play direction shows competent shuffles when asked to play linebacker uses hands and arms extremely well when engaged shows great balance when evading chop blocks and making plays when getting bumped off his trajectory electric player with a high level of energy and intensity that has to rub off on the rest of the team so all of these things remained completely true if not more so emphasized as he just made a lot of plays this year Furthermore, on areas of improvement, I put so many of the plays he makes are because he's not blocked because the other team doesn't recognize or respect his speed. I'm not sure about his pass rush move variety, and I put parentheses didn't see a bull rush, which makes me question his strength, and I didn't see a spin move, and I want to see an emphasis on more precise footwork, and I don't know how his speed tackle technique translates to the next level, and I'm interested to see how Army uses him or if they move him. Also, no need to uh, jaw off to other players when the pads speak loud enough. Whatever. Um, but this was... Oh my gosh, Chase Fambro is so good. Remember when I said I want to see more of an emphasis on precise footwork? Well, footwork became his highest rated category, actually, for me. At a 9.6. It is 5-star footwork pretty easily. And remember when I said I didn't really see a spin move? Yeah. He added a spin move to his game that was super slick, super smooth, and, you know, kind of an accentuated part of his speed rush as well, which his speed rush is also rated at a 9.4, and his technique slash stance is rated at a 9.4. He gets off the ball very quick. He does a great job of squaring up when asked to keep an eye on the read option. He can play with his hand in the dirt. He can play with two hands in the dirt. He can play standing up. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's super versatile. And, you know, for that, I did rate him at a 7.9. He did put more of an emphasis on being a pass rusher this year than getting more of those linebacker looks. But it did not stop him from making interceptions in the pass game. And I want to say that, you know, a huge part of that was, once again, his IQ. And, uh, you know, that technique is a huge part of where that 9.4 comes in here. Um, and additionally, you know, even though this is less you know, of a concern for a pass rusher. I do have his pass coverage rated at a 7.6, which is another reason why he's just so versatile and so dang good. So, you know, you have three nines right off the bat, and then you have things that flirt with nine here. You know, I have his size slash frame rated at a nine as well, seeing as how he's like six foot three, 240 pounds. That is a next level size. You know, I guess he could be like six foot five and be like a freak of nature sized, but overall it, it works itself out. So, you know, very solid there. His run stopping ability is drastically improved as, you know, he did show off strength and power to push people over and, you know, showed an explosiveness that maybe wasn't so much there before. I have his strength rated at an eight. I know that's more on the three-star side, but he uses it well and he wields it very well and uh, overall just blows your socks off, honestly, in a variety of ways. 
for his hands, I have them rated at a nine. He shoots them off super fast. People can barely get their hands on him. And, you know, he showed the ability to engage with blockers and, you know, toss them to the side, show off a swim move, show off a rip. He just, he's really a pass rusher who can do it all for you. And, you know, gosh, he's just so dang good. It's, it's really hard to overstate his importance to, you know, this squad that did go eight and three this past year, including four and one and winning a playoff game as well. So, you know, there is validity to, you know, his four-star claim. There's, I, I kind of fall near this three-star rating from ERT preps personally. And then, you know, this rivals uh, page looks super outdated since it says um, two-star. But uh, talking about some things that maybe he could improve on a little bit. While his power rushing is more a part of his game, you know, and this is nitpicking here because, I mean, even his power rushing is rated at a 7.5. That's still two-star quality combined with all these three-star, four-star, five-star ratings that he has. He still ends up with a very solid score. But I would say it's probably still the biggest thing that he needs to work on is just getting consistent pad level when power rushing, knowing kind of, or showing an ability to push like tackles or guards into their quarterback or into their running back. That's what earns you that eight star to nine star kind of rating. Whereas, you know, his power rushing is good enough to get by someone more or less and, you know, uh, kind of knock them off their balance point, which, you know, with the power of speed, and strength that he has that's to be expected that some players just literally can't take one pop from him but you know this is being pretty nitpicky honestly overall i have him rated at an 86.1 he is easily a three star approaching that four star ability with five star ratings and upside honestly and you know the last time i did this episode he was committed to army that's why that comment was in there however since then he has decommitted from army and has committed instead to Fort Valley State University. I want to say this is either like a D1 subdivision school or a high-end D2. Either way, it is an HBCU, and you love to see awesome athletes go there and, you know, uh, find a sense of community and involvement that, you know, I believe Chase will be able to find at this school. And, you know, I'm very excited for what he can do on the next level because, I mean, he is he's somebody who I think can go to the NFL. I really think he could do that. Um, you know, he has a lot of the intangibles already there. He has the athleticism already there. And there's a lot of things to like. I think that really the only thing is proving consistency, keeping the strength and frame up, and, you know, making sure... I mean, his size frame, I have it rated at a, at a high you know, rating, but showing the ability to compete against the college ranks and still remain healthy is probably the only thing that Fambro has to prove left over these next few years. Honestly, honestly, you could redshirt him, but I think you could also start him day one. I think he's that good, or at least rotate him in. If he gets snaps as a true freshman, I would not be the least bit surprised. So keep your eyes out for Chase Fambro, a member of PMC fam, and uh, bro, the podcast for sure. And um, highly appreciated for him reaching back out to us so that we could finish this film breakdown. And I could see just how spectacular of a player he really has become since the last time we kind of spotlighted him. And, you know, I feel like 
the spin moves that he puts right at the beginning was a little bit of a callback to me saying, I'm not sure if he had a spin move. And he said, oh, Cody, just you wait and see. So thank you, Chase, for sending that stuff in. And last but not least coming up is another, you know, pass rushing specialist here who we broke down last year coming up. Hey y'all, request part 57 on episode 157 here on the Playmakers Corner podcast. And we have some athletes that we are revisiting from out of state. You know, if you guys are out of state athletes, we will try our best to get to you, but no promises with our heavy emphasis on Colorado football as well as women's slash girls flag football. But, you know, if you do want to request or you are our in-state guys, we are trying to take care of before this season wraps up. We do have our, you know, film breakdown requests in the link tree in all of our bios. So go ahead and fire those in. But here on request part 57 is one of my favorite players who I've got to break down. And, you know, he originally was broken down on request part 39. And this is the formerly listed defensive end, El Hodge Fall out of Osborne High School in Georgia. And boy, did he put in some serious work. But before we talk about his current rubric, let's go ahead and revisit my original analysis of him. And I put strengths, a disciplined player who rarely, if ever, loses sight of the ball, gets his hands up and collects batted passes, disciplined tackler who is not a liability in the read option game or in the sweep game, plays inside and out, manages double, double teams pretty well with absurd, absurd strength, Gets moved, but never anywhere he doesn't want to go. Makes plays routinely in the run game. Size is an obvious plus here, mainly because he knows how to use it. He was listed at 6'4", 245. And for areas of improvement, I put that he tries to play more finesse when his power moves are a, a lot more progressed and better. And he needs to work on footwork for smoother swim and spin moves. I put pad level can get a little too high at times, making him susceptible to being slowed down just enough. If he plays lower or gets a bit stronger, he can convert a lot of those hurries into sacks. And so I didn't really, well, they didn't record any stats for him this year at Osborne. Like, I don't think any defensive stats were actually, no stats were recorded. And, you know, I think that El Hodge Fall is a really good example of a player that plays out of school that's maybe not as good and gets very almost painstakingly overlooked because you know this Osborne squad they did struggle this past year going one and nine uh oh and nine in their own region you know with I mean they won their first game 12-0 but then loss then a forfeit then like almost a 20 point loss 10 point loss 26 point loss 13 point loss almost a 20 point loss 28 point loss 47 point loss and so this school obviously struggled quite a bit and I think that L. Hodge's, you know, recruiting suffered from that just a little bit. Now, while he still land a he still did land a really good commitment, I can't help but look at this 24-7 sports has him rated at a zero star. <sighs> Which is let me tell you why that's dumb. All right. First off, IQ and recognition. I talked about it last year. This year, nothing changed. I have that rated at a 9.4. 
He is an incredibly smart player. And this is for our defensive tackle. He played way more defensive tackle this year. And he showed incredible speed at the D tackle spot. You know, I have his speed rated at an 8.6 here because there's one play where he chases down this running back from behind. Granted, the running back does have to make a juke move, but still, he closes like 10 to 15 yards of distance very fast. You can see his speed when he gets through the line as well. He's able to chase down quarterbacks and, you know, convert a lot of those hurries into sacks from maybe last year with just a little extra speed. In addition to that, you know, his hands I have rated at a 9.2. His hand fighting is very good. His swim and spin have come a pretty significant ways, I would say. And he does a great job of, you know, getting his hands up first. And that's why he's able to beat double teams pretty well as well is because he will get both of his hands, one hand on each, you know, lineman before they're able to react. And boy, that is, it's just embarrassing for those offensive linemen because he's just so good on the interior. And, you know, noting that he's a nine out of 10 in run stopping, you know, that four star category pretty easily. He makes a ton of tackles in the backfield. He's very cognizant and aware of the run game and, you know, the read option game, but also in the read pass option game, he does a good job of getting his hands up and everything that he did well last year, he continued to do well this year. So I wasn't too concerned about it. Uh, kind of elaborating on that, you know, his power slash strength, I did give an 8.7 and, you know, his bull rush also landed at like an 8.3. Both of these are very fundamentally sound. They're still good from last year. And he's just overwhelming to a lot of these linemen in the, you know, strength kind of way. But last year I said, you know, his finesse moves needed some work. And boy, did he up his game on his finesse moves. You know, with his hands coming a long ways, with his speed improving. And, you know, with his strength and recognition improving, he was able to slice and dice a lot of these offensive linemen. And I rated his pass rush overall an 8.8. .8. He had a variety of ways to beat guards, tackles, centers, double teams, and, you know, get in the backfield and convert a lot of these hurries into sacks and, you know, just be a true force of a D tackle who can stay on the field for all three downs. And, you know, that durability and that capability cannot be understated. Furthermore, I rated his awareness an 8.6. He does a great job of knowing kind of where linemen are going to be coming from and showing, you know, just good awareness of the play itself and kind of what that's going to look like and what angles he needs to take through the ball in order to make said plays. Let's see. And yeah, those are all of his eights. He has lots of eights and nines here. And then, you know, once you get below this, it starts to get a little picky here. For his footwork, I have it rated at a 7.5. I think that he does a decent enough job of keeping his feet chopping and, you know, taking some of the proper steps for some of his moves. However, his base can get a little narrow, and this can make him a little bit easier to hold up from time to time. And then lastly, you know, his leverage at a 6.8. I think that near the beginning of his film, he did a very good job of consistently being below, you know, the opposing team's uh, shoulder pads, even at his, you know, very overwhelming height he still did a good did a good job of getting underneath their pads so but as the film went on you could see him start to stand up a little bit taller and taller and sometimes it was just out of his stance it just looked like he wasn't really ready to fire off so he fired up and then out 
However, I still think this is substantially improved from last year, so I rated his leverage overall a 6.8. All of this lands him at an overall rating of 84.9, making him the most under-talked-about three-star maybe in the entire country, and boy, did Georgia Southern get a steal. I bet that they got like a hometown discount, and you know, God, he's just such an overlooked player, and it just kills me that you know he could be in the sec i really truly believe that his size and frame is outrageous you know it's ready for that next level and yet you know i mean georgia southern no disrespect it they're a great university and he's a great fit for them but i really think he could be an sec level player or you know that power five uh d1 kind of looks playing for one of the big schools but you know no matter what, if you make plays, then you make plays. And El Hodge is another guy who I think, you know, at 6'4", I want to say he's like 250 pounds now, maybe even 260, that he can go to the NFL as well. These, uh, you know, Southern guys, they're built for football. And, you know, they, they grow up with football and they just play a lot harder than, you know, maybe some other cats. And I think that he's going to earn the opportunities maybe even to get into the rotation this year. I think when you have a player that's this refined, once again, it's pretty hard to overlook, even though it is on the defensive line and that's a position group that can get a little crowded. It looks like there's 13 on the roster, at least as of you know this 24-7 thing that I'm looking at that was at least updated by 2022. But uh, you know they had zero commits. So, you know, we'll see. If he does get redshirted, it's not a big deal, but he could be a three-year starter for this team fairly easily and you know once again huge shout out to all three of these players from out of state who you know came back for more information and more feedback i can tell that these guys are going to go far in life because you know they were receptive to criticism and they worked on said criticisms and got significantly better and improved in football and if you could do that with the gridiron with something that you spend all your time with and something that's really easy to be like nah man like i know what's best or anything like that that's going to take you quite a ways in life. And so I just wanted to give them a lot of respect for their maturity of handling themselves. We have some kids in Colorado who cannot take that criticism and they're not, they, they don't get better for it. So be like these guys, uh, like El Hodge, like Newton, like, you know, Chase and be receptive to the criticism, get better from it. And, you know, even have that open line of dialogue that we have had through DMs and whatnot. And I'm just so excited for what the future holds for all three of these cats. But I'm also excited for what the future holds for Colorado football and guys who are doing it the right way. And so coming up next, we are going to transition into the Colorado part of this episode. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. We are doing request part 57 on episode 157. And here we have a player out of 2A here in Elizabeth, Colorado, out of Elizabeth High School in Colton Fogan. I want to say is how you pronounce that. And we are analyzing his linebacker film here. And so just to read off what his accomplishments are, over four years of play, he recorded 73 tackles, four tackles for loss, has recorded a couple of pass deflections, 
and a couple of interceptions and forced fumbles. I don't even think that these stats are completely accurate because I feel like there are even more tackles than meets the eye based off of what I saw in his film. And he also had more interceptions than are recorded on his max preps. So he's even a little bit better than all of that. And, you know, the accumulation of all of his efforts came true his senior year where he posted a career high in total tackles and also had some pretty sweet interceptions. And I believe that they were in the postseason as well. But let's go ahead and talk about strengths of Colton here with his biggest strength being zone coverage ability. I rated this at a 7.8. He plays a lot of zone coverage. He plays varying zone coverages from busting the flats to maintaining that middle zone to even doing some cloud zones near the sidelines. And he covers the field pretty well in all those aspects and does a good job of getting to where he needs to be while also showing awareness and being cognizant of the receiver and reading the quarterback's eyes. He's a very solid zone coverage defender. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, maybe he's somebody who you can keep on the field on third down situations, especially. Furthermore, his pass defense, I put out a seven. If he doesn't intercept the ball, he does a good job of getting a hand out and just kind of pawing it into the ground. He doesn't really pop it up, which is good because then, you know, that gives receivers a second chance to catch the ball and or your defense. But, you know, he does a good job of just swatting down passes and overall playing the ball pretty well, all things considered. Continuing on, you know, those are kind of uh, two-star aspects that I see. The rest of these kind of fall in that just slightly above good category. Like his tackling, I have it rated at a 6.2. He consistently tackles and wraps up and makes good tackles. I would say that this isn't really higher because he doesn't really show like big hit ability in his film. And, you know, with his size and frame, that is something to consider. So furthermore, his run defendability, I have it rated at a 6.8. He does a good job of tackling in the run and he can read the run game really well. I just think that he's a little bit more reactive rather than proactive in the run game. And while he does get tackles for loss, I think that he can get a lot more tackles for loss if he could read plays a little bit faster and just get in the backfield sooner. Additionally, you know, his height slash frame, I have it rated at a 6.1 because while he does have the good height of 6'3", he is way on the lighter side. He is a bit skinnier. I don't know if he wrestles in addition to football or something, and that's why he's maybe a little bit lighter, but he only weighs 175 pounds, and that weight stretched out over that frame is not ideal. So I do want him to put on some more mass as he enters into college. I'm going to talk about areas of improvement here. For Colton and I feel like the most obvious ones are probably his agility slash hip fluidity and overall speed you know he's fairly athletic but I do think that there is significant room for his athleticism especially because he just doesn't turn his hips very often he plays very square to the line of scrimmage and when he does play those zones a lot of the time he is just shuffling from one side of the field to the other which is fantastic for lateral movement however you need to be able to turn your hips and get upfield you don't really have to see him play catch up with somebody behind him and you know is watching that full turn of hips is a little bit slow in the instances where he does have to turn his full body so he needs to get way more fluid in the hips and he needs to get a lot faster in pads i wouldn't doubt that he's probably very quick or maybe that he has a good 40 time listed however on the game film and on the gridiron his movement is severe efficiently you know clunky and a little blocked up and just not super fast and so I do want his speed and his overall you know uh, movement improved and you can do that with ladder drills as well as just working with uh, weights on and doing a lot of running with weights on and with your pads on 
Additionally, I want to say his pass rush skills and block shedding ability both need work. His pass rush, I have it rated at a 2.4, and that's mainly based off of his block shedding ability and speed. He has zero recorded sacks, and I didn't see any sacks in his film. So, you know, his pass rush skills are a big question mark for me. And, you know, his block shedding is okay. I mean, he runs into guys a lot, but he doesn't have, like, a lot of hand fighting moves. He usually just kind of bounces into the play off of shoulders uh, based off of pure body balance. And that needs to be significantly improved here. Um, lastly, I do want to give his man coverage ability here like a 4.3 because I know that he can do pass coverage. However, when your hips are very rigid and you're not the fastest, I do worry about some of those tight end mismatches that could potentially happen on the next level. Or if you get matched up with a slot receiver, I feel like he can get cooked in that way because his hips just aren't super fluid and he just doesn't show a lot of upside on the movement way. And so this lands his overall grade at a 55. And so, you know, originally he was committed to, I want to say Sterling College, according to his Twitter. And he had a bunch of offers from D2s, D3s, NAIAs, all that kind of stuff. And has ultimately committed to Arizona Christian University, which from my research, I'm fairly certain is an NAIA school. I think that this is a good fit for Colton. And he's somebody that honestly could see the field as a true freshman, honestly, just with the things that he fundamentally does correctly. Or, you know, he could be a third down linebacker because of his proficiency in zone coverage. However, I wouldn't blame them if they do hold him back and, you know, redshirt him this year and just work on a lot of movement stuff as well as bulking him up a little bit. If he can get up to like, and this might be a tall order, but like 195 pounds before the season, that would be that would go a long way towards him starting but by his sophomore year he should definitely be 195 pounds if he will continue to play this linebacker position or if they're going to just roll him into like a fourth cornerback slot then he's fine at the weight that he is but I think that you want a linebacker who can cover very well and so just lots of movement stuff working with tires so that you get those feet up and you get a lot more explosive will help certainly towards, you know, potentially being a starter in that first year at Arizona Christian. And congratulations on your commitment. And thank you for your patience. By the way, uh, Colton's been real kind in the DMs, just making sure to wait his turn and being curious on what his film looks like. And, you know, his film was pretty well put together, I will say. And, uh, you know, his Twitter is set up very well. And so congratulations on your commitment. And yeah, Colton is somebody who could potentially start uh, day one. But if you don't start day one, it's not the biggest deal. Uh, they're just going to bulk you up and help you with your movement a little bit. And that eventually can earn Colton, you know, a true uh, two-star overall rating. Because I think the potential is there for all of these things. It's just going to take, you know, that next level uh, coaching and facilities to help fully realize Colton as a football player. All that being said, we have another linebacker from another 2A school coming right up. Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast, where we are discussing, you know, some Colorado talent once again from our requests. If you want your film broken down, go ahead and hop into any of our socials and fill out the Google form in the link tree. But we are talking about Jack Virgil out of University High School, the six foot, 220 pound, built like a bat linebacker, play like a linebacker kind of guy for this you know, team that made it all the way 
to the semis in 2A this year. And so let's talk about some things that Jack Virgil does very well. And I think that the first thing that comes to mind is he is an excellent tackler. I mean, he hits really hard. He flies to the ball. He's very physical. And that lands him at a 7.5 in tackling. He also forces fumbles and he does get some good pops in. This puts him in that two-star kind of range. And on top of that, you know, his run defendability is his highest rated ability at a 7.8 because once again, he just does a great job of reading the play. He makes a lot of tackles in the backfield too. Is something I will say he reads the run very, very well and shows a high recognition for it. So, you know, he has all of that going for him. In addition, he just wraps up and doesn't really let tackles get shed. And he's proved it against some of the top talent on the 2A level. And what do I kind of mean by that? Well, in the playoffs, see, he did have to match up or, you know, try and contain the likes of, you know, um, Evan Morris out of Moffat County, who was like the leading scorer or, you know, leading non-quarterback touchdown scorer in all of Colorado last year. And in that game, he racked up 13 tackles, constantly dragging him down, meeting him at the line of scrimmage against Delta. You know, this was another team that could pass and throw the ball pretty well. He recorded nine tackles. And then against Eaton, you know, who has Ethan Flores in two games against Eaton, I should say, he had 18 tackles, including two for loss. So, you know, he was all over the field against uh, Resurrection Christian, who they did lose to. I mean, he still racked up 10 tackles against you know, an Iowa State commit. So he was able to make a variety of plays against a variety of talents and teams and, you know, just prove his worth this senior year where he collected 98 total tackles, including seven for loss. And that was mainly just with great play recognition and explosiveness to the ball. And, you know, on top of that, his height slash frame, I have rated at a 7.8. I think that obviously that 220 pounds goes a long way and, uh, you know, shows ability to be very useful on the next level, despite maybe not being the tallest. Also, you know, his agility slash hip fluidity, I would say, is improved as well as his top end speed. His agility slash hip fluidity is a 5.6 and his top end speed at a 5.2. He's not the fastest and his hips aren't the most fluid, but he co he kind of compensates for this with a series of really short movements and powerful movements that allow his hips to twist and turn very easily and, you know, show his, you know, chest towards the ball no matter where it is on the field. And this is especially useful once he gets in the backfield. As far as areas of improvement, he has a lot of skills that fall in the kind of like average range here, you know, with his block shedding, pass rush, zone coverage, and pass defense all being in the fours category you know, with his pass rush and block shedding at a 4.6 and a 4.5 respectively. He doesn't have a lot of moves, but he is strong and he can push people out of the way slash kind of get bounced out of the way. And he did record a sack this year on top of being able to show, you know, his ability to kind of bull rush a little bit into an opportunity. It's not a very refined bull rush. It's not very pretty. And, you know, in the run game, he just tries to not run into people and he just tries to beeline towards the running back, which worked quite a bit this year, but you have to learn how to engage in order to make a bigger impact on the next level if that's what he wants to do. Zone coverage ability. He shows that he can drop back in zone coverage and swat some passes. He's just not asked to do it a lot and the consistency isn't high enough for me to really warrant higher than a 4.9, which is, you know, on the high end of par and something that I believe he's capable of. 
but uh, just not. He's he's way more of a run defending linebacker. Him and Colton are kind of like the opposite sides of the spectrum, so to speak. And then that's why his pass defense in turn falls to a four point one. And then his man coverage ability, I have it rated at a three, just because I don't see a lot of coverage. His hips still aren't super fluid, and his top end speed isn't impressively high. And so you add all that together, and Jack Virgil here is the other side of a 55. You know, Colton was rated at 55, Jack's rated at 55. And they're rated 55s for completely different reasons, and they are completely different players. So that is just kind of a reflection on how our grading scale works and how, you know, as long as you're really good in some things, it can balance out if you're not as good in other things. And that's what scouts will kind of do and be like, well, how much can we improve this? Can we turn this 55 into a 60? You know, I was talking with Colton that if he just bulks up and gets stronger and moves a little bit better, that he could easily be a two star. So it's like turning these categories that are twos or fours, turning those into sixes or sevens adds up fairly quickly when you're working out in the off season. So for Jack, just practicing, you know, more hip fluidity stuff, studying pass coverage and stuff like that, as well as developing some more pass rush skills and block shedding ability with those hands and working on hand fighting would go a long way for Jack if he decides to play on the next level. But that does it for our 2A players. And coming up next, we have the last Colorado player and the last player to break down on this entire episode on the 3A level. Coming up. Alrighty then, last but certainly not least is the stud linebacker out of Roosevelt High School. Long overdue breakdown, I will say, for the Chadron State commit, Clayton Robinson, clocking in at 5'9", and in that 160 to 175 range, I say 160 to 175 because he was a state champion on the 4A level in wrestling at, I believe, the 160 weight class. However, come football season, I can see him bulking up. But that is just something that you deal with with wrestlers. And, you know, for Clayton here, this guy is almost a three-star prospect. Very easily a two-star prospect. I mean, he has a four-star rating from me in agility slash hip fluidity. These, both Colton and Jack should watch Colton Robinson to get the full version of what they should aspire to play like. He's super smooth of an athlete. He can move super easily. And his man coverage and zone coverage ability are both phenomenal, as well as his pass defense. I rated his pass defense at 8.9. I think it's almost 9. He can move his hips to play with any wide receiver. He can also move side to side very well, as well as, you know, step up in the run game. He can come down and play an edge rusher position. He can pass rush very well from the middle linebacker position. He just has a variety of ways and versatilities that make him so, so useful and a, you know, overlooked prospect i would say and somebody that i think with a little bit more size could have really been a you know d1 level player but anyways you know obviously the pass defense and the agility slash hip fluidity kind of go hand in hand with his ability to play the ball so well he has a handful of pass deflections from this past year and just over his career has done a lot on the defensive side of the ball racking up five interceptions over you know I mean, I want to say three years of consistent snaps since his sophomore year where he collected his first interception, but really, you know, um, two, yeah, I'd say since his sophomore year, that's when his uh, tackle totals are pretty high as well. So, you know, in, in the past game, he does have five interceptions on his career and seven pass deflections over his career as well. However, he's not one-dimensional. He's also able to play zone coverage 
very, very well. And, you know, I have it rated at a 7.6. It's not something that he's asked to do as much. However, when he is asked to do it, he's very proficient at it. But I do think that he's a better man coverage linebacker than a zone coverage linebacker. And, uh, yeah, his ball skills is what lands his pass defense at an 8.9. Um, he does go up and show some verticality and some greatness in being able to make some interceptions. But there are some that he doesn't necessarily bring in. And that's what separates, you know, a high three-star, low four-star from a definitive four-star in this category. Further elaborating, you know, I have his tackling at an 8.6. He's a very fundamental tackler. He can hit very hard. He can tackle you in a variety of ways. He can tackle you in the backfield. He can meet you at the line of scrimmage. He can chase you down and bring you down. There's just a lot of different things he can do. In addition to punching the ball out pretty regularly, as well as recovering the ball pretty well. I mean, in his senior year, he did cause two fumbles just from getting his hand on the ball or getting the helmet on the ball. And, uh, you know, that is accounted for in this tackling area as well as hit power. So he does all those things very well. And, uh, you know, he's very quick. He's, I'm not exactly sure what his 40 yard dash time is per se, but his on-field speed is very impressive. He keeps up with wide receivers. He can chase down quarterbacks. He can chase down running backs. There's not really anyone that can outrun him you know, from a linebacker perspective on the football field. So I have his speed rated out at an 8.4. Incredibly phenomenal athlete here. And, you know, the last category here that I have rated above a flat 8 is his pass rush skills at 8.3. He has a swim move. He has a ripped move. He can kind of, you know, be very agile and shake tackles loose. He can blitz through the A, B, C gaps all the same, as well as show a presence off the edge as well. So very versatile in all of those ways. And then his run defendability, I have it at an eight. He makes a lot of plays in the backfield. Forget running a sweep to his side or even away from his side. He'll come all the way across very easily, read the play, and make a great tackle. So just awesome IQ, awesome awareness, and incredible athleticism put together makes a beast of a player in Clayton Robinson here. And I'm just going to read off, you know, his stats from these past few years. Over his career, he collected 228 tackles, including 38 tackles for loss. That's right, 38 tackles for loss, 18 his senior year this past season, and 16 his junior year in what was, you know, only an eight-game season because of COVID. So you have all that going for you. And then, you know, as far as what he can do in pass rush, if you think that I'm lying, he's collected nine sacks over his career, including five and a half as a junior and uh, six hurries as well. And I don't even think that's complete. I mean, they do a really good job of putting in very accurate stats. But uh, even then, I do think that he maybe even had a couple more hurries and uh, assisted tackles. So, you know, um, his, his solo tackle total being 101, his assisted tackles being 127. He's capable of making tackles by himself and or in a group and reading the play and helping finish plays off. So you have a very versatile linebacker. And if we had this scale during the regular season, he would have been a top five linebacker along with his teammate. So, you know, love to celebrate that Johnstown talent. Sorry, Clayton, for getting to you so, so late. But, uh, you know, it is a pleasure to watch your film. And it was a pleasure to meet you in real life when I went to that Roosevelt and Fort Morgan game that was an instant classic, maybe even game of the year candidate outside of you know that Chatfield and uh, Erie game but some things that he could potentially improve on slash you know just areas of concern I mean look his block shedding ability I have it rated at a 6.9 
I don't think that he has a very extensive bag, but he does show the ability to shed blocks pretty consistently and routinely. So that's rated at, why it's rated at 6.9 because it's something that he's capable of and you know something that is reliable in his arsenal. However, it's just not something that's super in-depth or very uh, precisive. So that's what I have here. And then the height slash frame is the most unfortunate thing here at 5'9", you know, 160 to 175 pounds, just very undersized for a linebacker. And I believe that is why Chadron State recruited Clayton Robinson as a defensive back. However, you know, as a defensive back, if he's a nickel cornerback, he can still do all of these linebacker things. He can still be sent to blitz and get sacks. He can still play up in the run game. In a game of football that has evolved to a lot of throwing lately, Clayton Robinson is the perfect pass coverage linebacker slash slot corner hybrid. Somebody who's really strong, plays way bigger than his size. And if he wasn't just five foot nine and, you know, a bit on the lighter side, he would have easily been a D1 player uh, because, I mean, he's the perfect linebacker, but, you know, he has the agility and speed and quickness and capabilities of a defensive back. And that makes for like, that's something that you'd create in a lab, you know, like Frankenstein type of build. All right. I want like, you know, a cornerback's pass coverage ability, but with the intensity and IQ of a linebacker, boom, you have like the perfect defensive player. I also think, um, you know, he'll, he'd be a great safety as well. Once again, a little undersized, but he makes up for it with, you know, his speed and everything else. Look, his size just, it really grinds my gears that he didn't get some of the opportunities that I think he probably deserved on the D1 level because of his size, but he's going to be electric. He's going to be an all defensive, like conference player, I think on this level. And, you know, somebody who's going to make a lot of plays at, you know, safety, cornerback, linebacker, whatever they ask him to do, he's going to excel at those positions with, you know, the ability to read offenses pretty well and just be, you know, I want to say reactionary, but not in like the bad way, in the, you know, shot out of a cannon kind of way and in the way that he can recognize plays before they happen or, or you know, he can make plays against plays that are currently in motion. So Clayton Robinson... Overall, a phenomenal all-around athlete that just does everything that you want out of a stud defensive player. And I mean, God, I, I'm i so excited for what he's going to do on the next level because, you know, there's I feel like there's definitely potential that he could even end up transferring D1 once he makes a lot of plays for, you know, these Eagles here at Chadron. And, you know, there's a lot of great uh, Northern Colorado talent that is being swooped up by those Eagles. So be on the lookout for those uh, Chadron Eagles these next few years and everything that they hope to accomplish. But that does it for Clayton Robinson on this episode. Shout out to uh, Johnstown and uh, Roosevelt for always being super supportive and Clayton for your patience. And uh, just overlook us a little bit, please, as we uh, potentially put some linebackers in. Linebackers is always a really hard list to do, but hopefully this rubric helps out in the future. And Clayton, I mean, he's going to be playing defensive back, or at least that's what I saw listed somewhere um, for him being recruited on the next level anyway. So that does it for this episode of Playmakers Corner Podcast. This was episode 157, request part 57. And if you are interested in more of our content, go ahead and find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, 
at Playmakers Corner. Make sure that you follow and or like slash subscribe to any of those so you get notifications for all of our latest episodes. Furthermore, if you want announcements for new episodes, but you, you know, don't really want to hop on those podcast trains, find us on social media. We are on Twitter at Playmaker Corner. We are on Instagram at Playmakers Corner. We are on Facebook at Playmakers Corner. And we post, you know, episode covers and whatnot and announcements for when new episodes come out, which is always super exciting. Make sure that if you like video content that you find us on YouTube, Twitch, or TikTok, all at Playmakers Corner. TikTok, we like to post, you know, little clips and segments and highlights of players that we've done film breakdowns on, as well as tell you which episodes to check them out at with the link tree in the bio to find the podcast anywhere. In addition, you know, on YouTube, we put up our past Twitch streams and we Twitch stream usually on Tuesdays, at least once a week. And, you know, go ahead and jump on Twitch with us as we've almost reached affiliate. Go ahead and subscribe to us and follow us on there because we do live film breakdowns and you can get a live look on what our rubrics look like, what our reactions look like, how we kind of grade through and stuff like that. Our most recent Twitch was actually a shout out to a Northern Colorado product from Fort Morgan, Trey McBride, who was drafted in the second round by the Arizona Cardinals. It was a live draft reaction slash Trey McBride story. So go ahead and check that out on Twitch as well as YouTube where we post all of our Twitches and you know, that way you never feel like you're missing out. But All that being said, thank you so much for the support, and I have been Cody Stauffer, signing off on this episode.